Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, radio hotner. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about the little uh, um, uh, technical goodies. Radio hotner. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. I got it. No, you didn't. I got it. <laughs> you would have just got a tail end of it. <laughs> what was it? It was a burper. It was like, gee, beer. Well. Well. Five. Four. It took long enough, didn't it? Three, two, one. G'day, viewers. G'day, viewers. Welcome to episode 47. Is it seven? 47. Of Radio Hotlap. 47. Gee, we're getting old. The podcast where you enjoy a light-hearted look at the world of motor racing, cool technology, emerging technology, barbecues, and... Gadgets. <laughs> Anything else we can think about talking about when it's That's the right. quiet part of the year. And drivel. Plenty of. Drivel? Yeah, drivel. drivel. I thought it was now, dribble. That's no, drivel. Really? D-R-I-V-E-L. These sort it's of drivel. These sort now, of we had a discussion about that last week about like something else. Titbits. That's right. And it's tidbits. Well, I don't so, know about that, viewers. I've always thought I it was... I think you need to Google it, John. The other thing... It's omelettes, like my mother used to make. She used to call them puffy omelettes. Right. But someone says they're fluffy omelettes. Yeah, I don't know, puffy or fluffy. That's, they puff yeah, up. Oh, well, yeah, they do. There's always going to be someone that's going to argue the point. Well, of course there is, depending on how they were brought up and uh, what they were told. But uh, there you go. Here we are in uh, January. What is it? The 24th of January. It is. Taking and a we're little... at Radio Hotlap World Headquarters here in sunny Norwood. And it is very sunny and very pleasant this evening. It is a very sunny evening, and the teppanyaki barbecues returned. Amazing. Uh, but it's it's looking awful like a new version. It is, in fact, a new teppanyaki barbecue. Mark II. And uh, it's excellent to have it back. It is indeed, and we'll be enjoying something on it a bit later on, I understand. Thank you very much to the people at Bunnings. Indeed. Wait, what are you having to drink? I've got a, uh, a good old Cooper's Lager. Thank you, Glenn. And that's all I had in the fridge. <laughs> because that's all Johnny had in the fridge. Most pleasant. And what have you got there? You're Wait. on the red already. Well, I've, I've really gone off a bit of beer lately. I just I get, I get a bit bloated, so I just don't like too much of it. And this is just a simple $8.95 clean skin from the Barossa. Shiraz. You went all uh, the way the Barossa to spend eight ninety five. It is actually quite nice, and it goes particularly well with Ko Shong's coated green wasabi peas. Mate, have you ever had these before? Yeah, I have actually, but they're a bit fiery. Well, they're wasabi coated. Well, I know, and that's why they're fiery. But they're dried peas, viewers. Actually, I wonder because they're dried, could you actually boil them up and get like 
hot wasabi peas. <laughs> put them, if you like, soak them in water long enough and then put them in the microwave. If you want to find out about them, go to kshongnuts.com. That's K-H-A-O-S-H-O-N-G nuts.com. That's all one word. Mm, and go. they're a bargain. In fact, I, uh, I found these for the first time in uh, a little bar called the Rose Bar in North Melbourne, where um, Rowan lives around yes, the corner yeah, from. Yeah. And he's always taking me in, but we're paying exorbitant prices for these little tins. They're really quite nicely presented. And there's a, oh, yeah, obviously, actually, we've got yeah. Kei Shong. There's a, there's a bit of a, um, oh, a little bit character of a there logo, on the side yeah. of the show. Anyway, go into the, go into your, find your local. Chinese supermarket, your Chinese yep. or Asian Chinatown, go down China, Chinatown, and you'll find them. them there, and they're pretty damn good. And that's the get... only reason I've had them before because uh, Higgsy used to get them in um, Chinatown down by the Adelaide Central Market. That's it, and they're the, this, if this is the double size. It's a, a ten ounce pack, which is pretty much exactly the same as a seven forty mil tin of KB, or it'd hold two tennis balls. <laughs> Which brings us on to Rusty Sausage. Good evening, Rusty Sausage. She's had a couple of chicken eggs hey, tonight, and uh, she's doing uh, on garden patrol. Oh yes, she's checking out the birds again. Well, it was nice having an international pool year for a couple of weeks. It in was, fact, uh, it was have actually, we heard anything from him today? We haven't wasn't today, D Day. Well, we can't say, but he's in a very important meeting. Actually, at ten o'clock. Uh, London time. He's in a very important meeting, which is determining his future and probably ours, and also the rest of the, well, the rest of the racing community. So he's probably still in the meeting because well, it'll eight be eight hours behind. Yeah, well, yeah, eleven something. Yeah. Well, he said he was going to text us as soon as he would come out of the meeting, but I have a feeling that uh, we'll be seeing him down at Albert Park, courtesy of someone else's uh, bank account. Oh, sounds good to me. As long as he's got us in a corporate box, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say that? You oh, can. of course I can. International is actually um, the really the, the, the champion of, of ticket over the fence job. Mm. When we all started getting involved in motor racing, and he was definitely in there before us. Well, he was. I remember. It was uh, always a ticket Canberra. over the fence. Canberra was a good ticket over the fence venue. The greasy meaty cut at four hundred. That's right. Yep, the very first one of the now defunct round. But uh, I quite liked it actually. That race. It, it was, was quite. It was it, good. We had a good weekend that weekend. We did, and it was you know it was quite pleasant to be able to have a beer on the grass there between um, in front of Parliament House, an old yep. Parliament House, watching John Faulkner crash. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and he did quite spectacular. Yeah, mate. Uh, so, what have you got to say for yourself? Busy as. Well, tell us. Well, I actually was telling one of my clients today that uh, you know I've been as busy as a one-armed paper hanger with a bad dose of the crabs, and he thought that was very amusing. <laughs> But it really has been one of those weeks this week. We've uh, we've just got one of the guys back off holiday, which is excellent, so we can finally start catching up a bit. But uh, no, Apple World's been fairly busy since Christmas. So, and we'll talk uh, about that probably a little about. bit later yep. on down the track, because we are sort of predominantly meant to be a motorsport show. And mm. We're going to have to make up a whole bunch of stuff, because it's really... We are. It's, it's a bit... Well, there's so much well, to say that we can't say. Yeah, because it's that type of year that announcements haven't been made, and whilst we know about it, we just can't. No, but we can refer to a few articles and things. I mean, like there was one I saw uh, somewhere or the other, I can't think even where it was now, about um, <clears throat> McLaren reckon that uh, you know Weber, they, Weber wouldn't have got a drive with them. They rejected him. Why was that? I don't know. But I remember seeing the headline. <laughs> so you've done your research? Oh, of course, as always. I've come here, you know, with nothing prepared as usual. Maybe it's got something to do with the backflipping of the uh, 
Mercedes. Mercedes. Ah, you think Mercedes didn't want him there? Well, that's con controversial, Johnny. You think they didn't want to dig up old ground, or go over old ground, or whatever you want to call it? Hmm. Well, those um, Mercedes have not actually returned to sports car racing since, and in fact, there hasn't been a Mercedes-run program of any kind. No, except for the engines. And, uh, and in fact, I think uh, you'll find if you do your research, it's all about all to do with backflipping. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but mind you, he was luckier than. Well, I don't know if he was luckier, but. Peter Dumbreck was luckier than yes. him because he happened to just backflip there uh, just before the corner with no the right-hander before Indianapolis, the corner with no name. Yes. Um, and land in the only little bit blank of patch. Tree. Yeah, in between the pine trees. And nary a scratch on the car. Mm. So. So what else has been happening? Well, yeah. we've got Clipsal 500, mate. It's only five weeks. It's not even five tomorrow. weeks. Or it's only five four weeks really because it all starts with the Norwood Festival right. on the Sunday beforehand and this year the, the, the Fringe yeah, well, Festival four, four weeks to then and then five weeks tomorrow till the, till the race starts it's a, it's a lot a lot of um, it's a, a lot of um, difference to <laughs> what are you trying to think of here <laughs> it is a lot different to last year and it's interesting that the, the locals are getting a bit restless already oh it's a nasty pee oh was it oh, nothing worse Wasabi. Uh, now, it, it is, it's controversial, really, that it's so much earlier in the year because the risk is that it could be bloody hot. And, you know, when it's hot, people don't turn up. You've exactly. got about 27 to and 28, and then that's it. Otherwise, they shut down. And we get back to my theory that this won't be the year when they increase crowds over last year and the year before. Yeah, but they fudge the figures, can't they? Well, I could always fudge the figures, but I still get back to the fact that, regardless of that, if it's going to be hot, people will start home in the aircon... And it's too close to Christmas. People haven't paid off their credit cards. They're still in debt. They've had school fees to pay. The kids have only been back for three or four weeks. It's it's all too hard. I, don't, I honestly think that this year it will go backwards. I'm sorry. Having said that, the Fringe Festival, which is as now from the 9th to the 31st, yep. but that's a problem in its own right because we got it on every year. It was a biannual, biannual festival, yep. and now it's on every year. It's too much. I think it is too much, and I think it's too much for the average punter, especially after a year when you've had, what, three interest rate rises or whatever. Although I did hear today that uh, it's unlikely we'll get another one, because thanks to the cost of petrol going down, uh, and a couple other things. <laughs> the, the, the podcast that does political <laughs> yeah, comment. Political, well, which is unusual for us. Um, and talking about the price of petrol going down, we in South Australia now have got V-Power, which is 98 octane 98 octane rebadged version of shell optimax and traditionally we've ne never had shell optimax but ha hang about I, i've sort of noticed a trend lately that premium unleaded has dropped from 98 down to to 95 yes and remember that in 2000 when i had the sti the, the two-door sti yep. meow and i came around that uh, the, the the back road yep the um on right, the speed limit road. yep we stopped with at a petrol station smoking. opposite uh, the Ford factory in Fisherman's Field. And you filled Field. up with Optimax. Uh, well, we filled up with something better than Optimax. Yeah. And found... No, no, that's not right. No, it was Optimax, but then I remember coming over here at this time. Then you had something which was like 102. We did. For a but moment. They canned that. That was BP. That got very quickly canned. So, they're... Mmm. Um, yeah. So, so why now, is premium at 98 slipped to 95? 
they just because needed to that's get another premium, and now we've got another tier above premium, which is your V powers and your BP, which is really the Ultima old premium, and blah blah blah. Yeah, which is the old premium. So they've degraded the premium product yep. in order to bring a new product in. Are they worth? Are they part of Big Pond? No, uh, they're an entity into their own right, uh, unto their own whatever. But they're oil companies. But anyway, it's interesting because I thought, well, okay, we had this big thing last year with Ferrari and Shell pushing V Power, and suddenly Optimax becomes V Power, and we get it in Adelaide. Whereas traditionally, Adelaide had never had a 98 octane product from Shell, unless you drove to Narraport, which was that close to the Victorian border, it didn't matter, and that was the only place I could ever fill up with Optimax. Now we've got Mobile 98 Octane, we've got BP 98 Octane, and suddenly Shell have got 98 Octane. So what does that tell you about people who drive performance cars and want good fuel to put in them? There's got to be a market there, and the oil companies have realised that it's worth putting the money into getting those products on site. But it's pretty much a necessity, even like with your car, the WRX, you have a sticker there on the badge. On the, on the door, which says 98 octane. Well, interesting, with the current model, now I'm up to the 2.5 litre WRX, it's actually only designated to be 96 octane minimum instead of 98. The previous model, the, the MY03, was actually 90 octane, 98 octane minimum. So the engine management's been tweaked a little bit to, to right. be able to... Because the of the bigger engine, they can make it actually run a little bit late. But, I mean, I still always put 98 in it anyway. But, uh, yeah, well, that's so. right. Might as well put it on the company card. Oh, exactly. As you do. So, mate, uh, you're flicking through there. What have you found? Well, I haven't actually bothered to pick up any magazines this week and have a little bit of a read, but I, uh, I suppose, what have we got on tomorrow? The, uh, everyone's going up to, to Lake Mountain. Yes, I've they decided, are, indeed. I've decided yeah. not, to, not to go, actually, because I've got too much yeah, work well, on thought, here. I thought you would have been gone tomorrow morning. But, uh, but I was going to go, but I've, I've, I've canned the, canned the and to do. Mark and Mick, the car's not ready, is that right? Mark and Mick, no, they couldn't get any axles for the Camaro. Um, but, uh, you know, I happened to see the other day a DVD which was made from the last Mount Buller sprint in November. Yep. And uh, previously it had been a, a relatively big budget operation from, from Glenn Ridge's Q Media production. Yes. And did a good job. And uh, But then we've got uh, some bloke who's just got one camera and he's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, a four-figure operation, uh, a low four-figure operation. It's done a brilliant job. Yeah. Like some of, the, some of his audios are not quite, you know, the, the right, but... When you, when you consider it, it's um it's it's very very good indeed. So I'll give you that DVD and you'll oh, yeah, have I'll enjoy looking at that. Yeah, it just and shows you. Is that available from where? Is that you well? Have to go I believe to Mount website. I or? believe no, not as yet. But I believe no. that they are going to be just get over some of the legals with the audio, mm. and then they'll be pressing something, and it'll probably be a double double DVD, which will include the Lake Mountain Run this weekend. Oh, fantastic! That's a great and idea. That should, that should be really really good indeed. And so the same guys obviously doing Lake Mountain this weekend. Well, there's a, I understand there's only 35 entries. Right. Oh, gee, is that right? But, you know, again, it's, you know, it's a new event. Time of the it's year a, it's again. It's up and down the event. But no, but at the same time, remember that Buller was very successful. Last but, year, but Buller's already been and gone pre-Christmas this year. I know, but we've gone year, away so. from that time zone because mm. it was A, too hot. Yep. The road was lifting. Also, yep. the place has been riddled with bushfires. It's lucky yes. there's even a Mount Buller left. <laughs> and um, well, I don't think a few competitors again. could be actually quite worried about being having to drive their race cars down the hill yes. at speed. But having yeah. said that, like it really is an exercise in restraint. Well, it's probably a time I got dragged back out the old uh, Pulsar Triple S. Was it good With under the brakes? ultra-lowered suspension. Was it good under Mate, brakes? it was the best thing on legs downhill. It was awesome downhill. 
because all the weight's over the front wheels. It's a bum dragger. It was just... I could go down hills and, and clean up five trillion people. It was awesome. Anyway, we won't go into that right now, I suppose. Well, what will we go into? Well, I don't know. What what, what we got next? <laughs> You're giving me nothing how's, again. This is giving me nothing. How's Marcus Ambrose going overseas? Now, I heard that he's out of the Craftsman trucks and into the second tier now of NASCAR. Absolutely. He's moved right into the um, Bush Series. Mm-hmm. He's doing a full Bush Series program. Yep. And understand he's also going to be driving a couple of the Nextel Cup races, specifically at Watkins Glen right. and Sears Point, which are road courses. Uh-huh. And that makes sense for him to be um, brought into that. One yep. of the one of the also, uh, Americans that gets brought into that every now and then, um, Joe Sade, uh, who's uh, got a bit of a dental problem, is um, always very successful on the road courses and is uh, a, a regular competitor in the American Le Mans series. So not often you don't never the twain shall meet mm. because uh, when you think about NASCAR, like it's just go left, boy, go left. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, and uh, you'll models. get uh, Mrs. Winter's uh, barbecue chicken biscuit breakfast, <laughs> and that's it. So going right, you know, like sort of they probably you know, get well, extra muscles in. According there. to International Pauly, they have to build a special car for that. Well, they build a lot of different cars mm. for the NASCAR series, yeah. and uh, I think it's very, very good to, to see you know that who's behind it. We've got Craig Gore doing a great job there. He's obviously leveraging his his connection into America uh, with uh, his uh, his mate John Fish to be able to do the Aussie vineyards, yep. to sell wine over there, and now charcoal. I believe they're selling charcoal at events. Charcoal? So, yep, yep. They're so they're going to be selling uh, the Kingsford barbecue charcoal along with bottles of Australian. Um, vineyard wine but and is that good is that charcoal it, made from gum is it gum charcoal I don't, <laughs> don't know yet. well I'll start dragging out the bloody uh, remnants from my Weber that's that's gum charcoal the point is viewers as you can see that 18 months ago when we started this podcast we could see down the track there was a vision of an integration between barbecues and motorsport that's and right. here it is on an international scale no one bigger than, than Craig Gore, who's put more money into motorsport than anyone else in Australia and, and <laughs> that anyone can remember. And you heard it here first. That's right. Charcoal's in. Uh, because there's a lot of um, a, a lot of the fans down in the southern part of the America which go to the American Le Mans series races. Yep. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be camping out. Yep. And uh, they camp out for days, much like we do a Bathurst event, yep. except there's plenty of them. And so, really, because accommodation's expensive in America, yes. plus the tracks are a little bit, like, less, uh, you know, the ability to get to them is yep. not as easy, as I was trying to say. <laughs> so, why not have a bit of a, um, a brot on the barbecue? Absolutely. Because they, so. they have a few brots. Yeah, brots. Brots. Well, especially up in Lake Elkhurst. Ah, okay. Elkhart. Elkhart. Road America. A lovely part of the world where Paul Ryan has uh, been unsuccessful in his... Uh, uh, go-karting attempts to beat me but uh, nonetheless he'll be back for another try and uh, maybe you could have a less spicy brot next time international <laughs> Mr. International Mr. International to you yeah that's right well interesting to see that uh, young uh, Andrew Thompson has uh, joined up with taking the seat of Adam Macro from last year uh, that with the, Howard Motorsport. That's right, with Howard Motorsport, which is well, Howard Racing. Yep. Um, in in the same uh, car that, that was won the championship last year, we were in discussions with those guys up there, and they had a very good operation um, <clears throat> for Jackie Boy. 
uh, Jack Ellsgood, but we haven't really decided what we're going to do. We won't be going there, and we'll be running a, a car out of Prodigy Motorsport out of Newcastle, a whole new super team. Is that right? Yes, uh, oh, mate, I haven't got all, the, all, all, all the fine details yet, but I can't tell you too much, but he'll either be in a, a Ford or a Holden. <laughs> you said that about three weeks ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I heard Mitsubishi might be coming in. Yeah. Next year, maybe. I reckon that would ruin it. Do you? I really do. I, I hate to say it. No, I... There's no... Look. I'm all for brands getting involved. Don't talk your mouthful. But the whole reason supercars works is because it's a 49.51% rule. You know, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's so close. Yeah. So we're just going to, I reckon it will damage the whole the, the fan base. If, if they had half a brain, they would bring in they a do new super, super touring series. Oh, Which would be Mitsubishi and Toyota. Well, the other two, man, the other two Australian manufacturers. As a support category? Yeah, well, it could start off that way. Why not? Well, what to- what Toyota in. does Toyota manufacture in the country? Um, the that, Camry, would go, that would go and up the, against the 380. The, what's the new um, thing I rip? Uh, Avalon replacement. What's that called? The six cylinder jobby. So you've got a six cylinder Toyota and you've got a six cylinder Mitsubishi. I think that it's going to just it, dilute the whole I thing. I reckon it could have legs. Yeah, possibly. All right. I reckon it could have legs. heard it here first from JP. Toyota, Mitsubishi. Anyway, so Andrew Thompson, who together. won the last two rounds of uh, Fujitsu 2006 yes. series, Bathurst, uh, followed by the Phillip Island round, has signed uh, with Howard Racing. So he's definitely got the machinery. Got a great, great, uh, great crew up there. Um... So yeah, Warren Davis, team manager, excellent bloke. Met yep. with Shelley and uh, yeah. So moving right along, <laughs> moving right along. Oh, indeed. Uncle Al, yeah. Uncle Al's come back from from overseas and uh, he's yeah. uh, been to Autosport. He signed himself a deal with uh, Virgo Motorsport ah. to join Rob Bell in the uh, Ferrari 430 yep. GT2 car for the entire Le Mans series events throughout Europe. European throughout Europe. Le Mans series, yep. Well, no, not just European. Uh, you can call UK European if you want, being well, from, the, from the homeland. Yeah, well, that's part but, of but, n- but there was it was a five-race series, but last event around the November 12, 13, 14, it's off to sunny Interlagos in Brazil for a final right? round, so it's not just... It's oh, Sud American. Spreading the tentacles. Americana. Oh, the tentacles. Oh, yeah. Yes, well, the if there's a one event that I'll be going to um, with him on that, although it'll probably be more than one. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably will. I'll be going to uh, the last one of the season. Hmm. So that's a good, good, good for him. Um, it is. Rob Bell is a, is a good bloke. Uh, he knows the car well. Uh, also, they've actually raced together before, and... Um, what I was going to say, I was going to say that, uh, yes, uh, Rob L raced for LNT, uh, the, the Panos satellite oh, yeah. team last yep, year, yep. did very well in that, but the car, more more importantly, has been actually on the four-poster rig at Multimatic, where oh, International works, and that's probably the premium four-poster rig environment in the world, where the, the, the old bloke that we've talked about in, yes. uh, I can't remember, in some earlier episodes, is very analytical about how the thing uh, is working. And obviously, like if you saw viewers, some of the FBR cars went over there and suddenly they were working. Well, yep. thank you. They've been on the four-poster rig at Internationals. 
So that's uh, obviously going to be a very well sorted car, and it's good for Uncle Al because he's got um, two. He, basically, he's a lead driver. The other guy's a lead driver. He's no longer oh, paired up right. with a, a gentleman racer with a checkbook. Yes. Which is obviously a necessity, um, And uh, which but he will be doing that with Hector Lester in the JMB Ferrari 430 in the British GT Championship, or those events that he will well, be able hey, to that's, do. That's still, he's still keeping his hand in like he does. He is keeping his hand in, and he's also doing a fair bit of racing. Okay. <laughs> Just got back from a quick weekend visit to China, and I haven't seen the results of that autopsy. <laughs> is he doing anything else? Well, he's doing the Tarmac series. That's what I that's what I was referring to. The Tarmac series, which is specifically going to be Lake Mountain Tango this weekend, yep. Lake Mountain Sprint later in the year, Mount Buller Sprint, yep. Targa Tasmania, and the uh, Rally Taz, the Tarmac event right. in uh, mid-February. But no Classic Adelaide and no... Um, uh, what's the Classic Adelaide equivalent up on the uh, Sunshine Coast? Uh, well, there's a new one. Yes, we don't yeah, know. I'd it. imagine, look, as yeah. the year goes on, look, you know what it's like. It everything, yeah. just, everything just turns it all up, falls into place. Go on from that, and he might even be doing a little bit of stuff at Speed on Tweed, and, uh, and I don't mean jackets. <laughs> He's off to uh, actually off to Paul Ricard for a test with oh, that's uh, cool. Aston Martin, the works team. Yeah. Uh, in the uh, the DBR DB9 RS uh, GT1 car. For yeah. the factory uh, Le Mans 24-hour attempt, uh, early second weekend of February, and I'll very be, be very pleased for him for him to get that gig. That's uh, you know, a really good chance that he, he will be able to do it, and obviously uh, well, he's got to do all right. Well, he so does. Um, and the DBRS is a bit of a weapon. So I'm downloading the uh, I'm downloading some um, some in-car footage from uh, a GT uh, FIA GT race at uh, a torrent right now, yeah. and I'll be talking him through it. <laughs> you idiot. Change now, idiot. <laughs> uh, dear. Aussie racers, they've grown up. Well, that's what they say here in auto fiction. Oh, you've got gonna... auto fiction. Why, oh, yeah, why, why are they grown up? I'm a week late, but then everyone's a week late. Because they're on the they're on the full deal. Basically, they're following all the all the uh, the supercar rounds. Clipsall, AGP. Well, AGP, they're not. AGP, there's no supercars. There's not. Controversial. No, there it is, very controversial this year. Although I did hear Rob Walker on the radio the other day being interviewed, and he said that just because of the calendar this year doesn't mean to say that it will never happen again, and they're already in discussions with VASA um, to get it back on, the, uh, back on the F1 calendar for next year. Absolutely, and you just know that there's always a bit of, in the high level of motorsport, there's a bit of one-upmanship there between right. between uh, Andrew Anderson, who clips the 500, who wants to shove it up, Ron Walker at the AGP, and then Tony Cockle wants to shove it up as well and say, who's boss and you can't dictate to us? Personalities. Yeah, true. You saw that and with timing. Uh, you saw that with, uh, with Procar a few years ago with, uh, with mm. Ross Palmer, yep. who uh, probably, I believe, a little bit to uh, his own... <laughs> yeah. Dreams yeah. to uh, uh, careful here, Johnny. To think that there was a uh, a bomb under the grandstands at Surface Paradise. I don't really think it was much of a plot, and it's very, uh, a, a very much a pity that that uh, the pro car was uh, disbanded as a result of that. But um, well, one of the contributing factors. But yes. Ross made a huge contribution to Australian motorsport, it and uh, did. as a lovely bloke, and uh, we'll hope you we'll hope you well. Another um, I'm having another pig. client of international police. Dogs is busy in the garden. The garden needs a bit of a uh, 
garden needs a good mowing, John. It does need a good mowing, but you know, yeah. it, it's just it rained the other day for the it first did. time for a while. So, and um, it didn't just rain, it absolutely bucketed down. Exactly in uh, queue with the moment that the international uh, barbecue turned up again. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? When we first launched it, it rained. It rained, that's right. And when the new one turned up, it rained. What more can you say? It's raining barbecues. No, a teppanyaki barbecues. Teppanyaki barbecues, but tonight we have a particularly interesting feast for your viewers, and uh, I'm not going to run you through it because JP really is the instigator of this particular meal, and uh, I'm, I'm going to let him have, probably have a bit of a go at the barbecue tonight so he gets a bit of a feel for how the temperature works because it's, it's a, a dish that he's uh, put together, um, okay. a brilliant dish, and he'll uh, bring you up to speed on... It's not a brilliant dish. It's a brilliant. It's a bloody easy dish to prepare. Viewers, if you get home one night, you haven't got a clue what you want to eat, and you go, what about some homemade hamburgers? Oh. Johnny and I call them beefers, because the burgers that you use inside are Iron J Big Beefers. Now, we've got a scoop on Big Beefers. We do, but, but before you go on about that, I've got to say, personally, viewers, I've gone frozen food from the freezer which is that's what's frozen, um, is not usually a good thing. And you go, hang on, it's going to be plastic. Big beefers are authentically not water buffalo nope. and very, very good. They are. they are a winner, but you have to know the art of cooking it. <laughs> so anyway, the, the big scoop with big beefers, J big beefers, look for them in your supermarket, in the freezer section, is... They've the, changed their box. They have changed their box. And can you believe it, viewers? They've finally got their brains around the fact that when you buy hamburger rolls, they come in sixes. And big beefers used to come in fours. So something had to change. Either the bread manufacturers had to start making hamburger rolls in fours, or what has happened, big beefers now come in sixes. So you actually get six burgers to go with six hamburger rolls. Fantastic. So, so why do they do it? Well, because it adds up. <laughs> Someone must get left out somewhere. No, it's good. So you don't have to put those odd two rolls back in the freezer or get a second box of beefers. What if we don't so have go. six people? Well, then you then you just put two beefers back in the freezer and put two rolls back with them. But we need a few tips because, viewers, whilst the teppanyaki barbecue is a stainless steel hot plate, we don't have the grill component on the side no, so you, you get all the little shapey bits yeah. but JP will let you know exactly how to go about that um, wh whether you start on the flat or you end up on the grill and which side of the beefer you put down first now it's very very important like fish <laughs> like fish no, it's not. basically because your beefers are frozen and you want to seal the outside to keep them nice and juicy you get the hot plate nice and warm and you just sling the thing on leave it there for about 30 seconds Give it a flip, leave it there for about 30 seconds, and then you put it on the grill plate and you leave the grill real low. As low as you can get it, just so that it's nice and warm before you put the uh, beef burger on, and or the hamburger on, and away you go. You go from there. And while you're doing that, that's cooking nice and slowly, you can just be getting all the salad chopped up and everything else. And then you still use the hot plate, because what you do, is you will know if you are a hamburger cook that you never toast the outside of the buns. So you cut your hamburger buns in half and you just put the insides down on the hot plate just to get them nice and toasty and then away you go. That should be 
absolutely excellent. But I was thinking that considering there are so many uh, Italian policemen in this uh, state, you we should invite them around for the. Say that. What do you mean? The Italian policemen? That's not nice. There are. There's so many. You as Miss Briss Vegas has made a faux pas, and Johnny is getting so much mileage out of it. Must have been. It's quite funny though. You see, here in Adelaide, we used to have this entrepreneur called Con Polites, and. Um, Con used to buy up properties all over town, and every property he owned, he had to have his name on. So you got this thing, Polites, P-O-L-I-T-E-S. Like a little neon sign everywhere. Yeah, there's neon signs, and there's signs just, you know, and he, he picked a blue, white on a blue background, very much like the police. And so, Miss Briss Vegas, who's not a native of Adelaide, who got stuck home. in the traffic the other day, the human traffic at the final day of the tour down under, trying to ah, get back from the, the gym, yep. had to walk by and came home and said, and said what? The police are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the Polish police, or the Italian police, or how do they spell it? But it's got to be close to P-O-L-I-T-E-S. So what she basically assumed, viewers, was that uh, the, the sign there that represented the this uh, gentleman's properties that he has around the uh, lovely business part of district. Central Business, lovely part of Adelaide, are effectively police stations. That's right. Gee, we have a lot of police stations in Adelaide. Yep, yep. And there's a lot of battalions that need to go to police stations. That's right. And then we'll be selecting four at random down the road, and we'll be... <laughs> to eat the other four beefers tonight. Although, I know that the dog's locks a little bit of a beefer ear. Yes. The dog's is always sniffing around for uh, a bit of beefer. Um, mate, well, uh, since we also met last time, uh, there's been some interesting stuff going on in technology land. And, uh... <coughs> oh, gesundheit. Now, I don't think I've ever done that on the show. No, I don't think you have, and we don't edit viewers, so you'll still hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still wearing it. Well, yes, in, uh, our, our, our god, Steve uh, Jobs, has got up on sta stage at, at um, Moscone Centre in San Francisco Last and week. delivered two wonderful new products, one which we probably won't see here for a while, um, and the other 12 to 15 months the new iPhone, a revolutionary uh, interface and uh, concept with mobile phones. Um, please have a look at it at apple.com slash iPhone and the new Apple TV, which we also predicted, but that gives rise to some discussions that on the basis that the Apple TV is a device, a wireless device as discussed previously, that transmits content from your computer, from iTunes, into your living room and onto your plasma, uh, or your LCD. Or your LCD. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a concern that there is no movie service available to Australian credit card holders because it can only display video content which is inside of iTunes. Of course, you could digitise a video and put it into an iTunes format. Why would you and, and why would you bother? Exactly. So one can only assume they must be getting ready to launch a video service here in Australia. Well, it, that all comes back to the same old story that we had when iTunes was first launched. We were waiting and waiting and waiting, and then suddenly it finally arrived. So let's keep our fingers crossed but that we do. But with iTunes, there was no hardware deployment here. They're asking people yeah. to pay $449 for a box, which is relatively limited in its use. If they're it going is. to roll out, roll it out internationally, and 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 
it would only make sense if the phone isn't coming here, and of course because of regulation and, and carriers and so on. Like carriers that. is the biggest problem for the phone here at the moment. Um, I saw a damn pigeon around here before. So yeah, I, Apple TV. It's, we can't call it ITV anymore. It's Apple TV. Um, I reckon they shot themselves in the foot there. Although, maybe not. Uh-huh. Because, you see, I reckon we've seen the last of Macworld. On the basis that they've changed their name from Apple Computer to Apple Inc., it's got to be called Apple World from now on, hasn't it? Well, you would have thought so. But uh, And there are a million constraints on the use of the word Apple. I mean, just ask the Beatles. Um, Which is but, just... Uh, <laughs> I know, you're segueing <laughs> onto something here, I know. But... Um, yeah, it's it's now now no longer Apple Computer. It is just Apple, and uh, maybe we're seeing the transition not only from them being a computer company, but being a home entertainment device company. Very much, I think that is the case. But um, having just mentioned Apple and the the, the the label associated with the Beatles, it appears that they're very close, or the rumours are very close that there will be a Beatles content soon available on uh, iTunes, iTunes the because the Beatles have been uh, very uh, sorely missed and the uh, the new compilation Beatles album that came out before Christmas and I think it's made number three or something in the album charts uh, which is like a remix of uh, a lot of the old stuff I actually heard it for the first time last weekend and I was suitably impressed in fact um, they, they figured that that was the the thing that's going to drive the final resolution of, of this problem between Apple Computer and uh, Apple Records. For the viewer's uh, benefit, they might be sort of thinking to themselves, well, well, if it's software and, and like I can download music, why can't I download video? Well, there is no particular reason other than uh, the reason why you could view all the stuff in the iTunes music stores previously before you could buy it in Australia was they just simply weren't accepting Australian credit cards. So the same thing is blocked. It's basically crippleware as they call it. Crippleware is a term for um, systems that are built with the complete full functionality into it and then unlock codes are made available to enhance the functionality and turn on the features which were there in the first place. Obviously another nice segue Johnny. Oh, where are we going? Well, we're going back to Apple TV. Oh. Because it runs on 802.11n, which is a non... A draft standard. That's right, a non-standard at this point in time. But you know the draft standards are all about momentum. Once you get momentum, people get behind it. Very much like car racing. Well, I read an article today that said that um, uh, the next uh, generation of... I can't remember what PC it was, but it was one of the PC manufacturers, will now be building 802.11n into uh, into their laptops. So it's obviously gaining momentum. But to bring us back to Apple, where we were, um, all of the Intel Apple boxes have 802.11n capability built in, but it is, as you say, crippleware. Currently, they can only run 802.11g. And there are also a lot of rumours suggesting that... If you go out and buy an Apple TV and it's running on 802.11n, once the service gets up and running and we do get movies on iTunes, you will then be able to unlock your 802.11n capability from your Apple computer, from your late model Intel, um, but it's going to cost you. 
it'll be five ninety five for the unlock key. Or well, whatever. I think that's very acceptable. I don't know what people are going on about these tiny little charges to unlock functionality. Like well, it was, thank you for not making them buy a new piece of hardware. Exactly, and that's exactly what I reckon too. Is people go? There's all these discussion forums and things whinging about it, and uh, really and truly. If you've got a, an existing machine and you can just upgrade it for five ninety five, or even if it ends up being nine ninety five in Australia, and you don't have to go out and buy a new one, who cares? Well, that's exactly right. What else we got, mate? There's a young man on the move, uh, and we don't know quite exactly where he's moving to, but he's moving somewhere. But uh, and he's done a very good job in Bahrain. Uh, he's not a local, uh, but uh, he's done a bit of racing in the Utes, and we might be having a little bit of something to do with him. It's young Chris Pither. Ah, and their girls would uh, instantly prick their ears up uh, right. because and, and hairdressers. That's right. Now, Chris is a Chris is a pretty nice uh, black I, I like his his company. Uh, he's done very well in a car and seems to be maturing very strongly. So there's a couple of race programs going on this year that he's looking at that we've been having a bit of a chat to. Can't get uh. too much about other than to say you'll be seeing Mr. Fitter racing down at Clips of Five Hundred. Ah. In something, um, well, you never know. You might something with four wheels. Something with four wheels. That's <laughs> right. Absolutely. One. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. So, oh. Dakar. Dakar's oh, I finished. Don't, I don't have any. I smoked it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so another win for uh, bits of missing. Well, wouldn't you? You wouldn't have even expected that because boy, did it start off a well, it was uh, tow rag fest. <laughs> <laughs> Volkswagens were there right all the way through, and uh, Stefan Peter had sort of come through to win his ninth. Unbel unbelievable, I reckon. And oh, he had troubles. Awesome. At, he troubles there towards the end, a uh, beginning. Yep. Uh, what is the mean? What is the moral of this story? The moral of the story is that it's like the rabbit and the no, sorry, the hare and the tortoise, isn't it? You know, like at the beginning of Dakar, the uh, Volkswagens were the hares, and the Mitsubishis were the tortoises and but slowly but surely continuity consistency eating away they got there it's absolutely nothing to do with that at all oh, it's right, all then. about the race between the lamb chop and the snail and <laughs> sam kekovich has won <laughs> so yeah, listen happy up happy australia day you'll be having them because by the time we get this up on the bloody web it'll be australia day huh. oh. and there's a bloke mowing his lawn over there Johnny if you can hear the lawnmower in the background viewers and we might just call him over here to do yours when he's finished well I, I'd be I'd be very happy to bribe him with a few with a few uh, few dusties um, and some uh, peas yeah he might be into the wasabi green um, okay wrapping up what else have we got mm, so ah, yeah. speedway sprint cars um, well, international. we had international giving us the big rundown on how uh, sprint cars work and how the practice goes and how they work out who the hell's in front and on pole and all that stuff the uh, week before last. And viewers, you'll be pleased to hear that the whole World Series sprint cars is actually being telecast. Can you remember what channel, Johnny? Uh, it'll be on SBS, I think, or Fox, or the other three. Oh, yeah, on one of the channels. Um, I'm not sure whether it's free to air or whether it's Fox. But uh, certainly they're being televised and they're on Saturday afternoons for about the next five or six weeks. So check your TV guys and if you're lucky you might actually see that it is on one of the free to air channels. I can't remember which one it's supposedly on. 
one thing I forgot to bring up earlier before Clipsal 500 oh, is that we there are some changes yes. going on in the parklands there that wow. it would really, I can tell you now that the viewers are not going to be happy about it, that they could even be trying to reprofile the chicane uh, past the start finish line. And everyone loves to see a bit of a high jumper there, especially exactly. JB, yep. the high jumper in his last year. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of uh, controversy about that too, about permanent buildings in the parklands and whether or not the uh, Adelaide uh, Motorsport Board will actually move there permanently so that they get the use out of the building once it's a permanent building. And uh, I don't think we've heard the last of that, to be honest. Oh, of uh, course not. Gonna it's go this on time forever. of year where they've got to fill the bloody thing up. Well, well it is, but it's also, you know, the Parklands Preservation Society, and we shouldn't be having a motor race there in the first place, and blah de blah de blah de blah de blah So, yeah, I think that's going to be an ongoing, uh, interesting issue, viewers. I had a bit of a chat to Linda this week, and... Um, oh, yeah? How is well, she? she wasn't a very happy camper. I, I, I'm uh, not sure what's going on there, and so... I'm sorry to say, viewers, I don't think we'll be hearing from her on the show. Oh, really? Well, it's just, she's always welcome if she'd like to come down. Oh, good. Well, but, of course. Uh, Absolutely. For um, circumstances way beyond our control and her own as well, no doubt, yeah. Um, yeah. we might have to remove her. Oh. Well, yeah. put a put an unavailable sticker, because we've left Ashley Dean Draper on there. Well, we have, true. And yeah. he's been there yeah. since the... Do you think we should get Ashley Dean Draper back? Well, we could do. It would be a bit of a laugh. I'm actually it? supposed to be catching up with him for a beer next week. So that won't so. be happening then? Well, no, apparently it will be, because he actually rang me for a change. So, there you go. The final scores for the Proton World Series Sprint Car Championship was Max Dumsley with 85.09 and Jason Johnson 82.00. Yeah. So, he was very yeah. unlucky it was incredibly to, to, to miss out, but definitely the best of the internationals, and it's... Uh, it's very good of International to be involved with Internationals. <laughs> it's the International International Show. <laughs> At Orion Motorsport, which isn't Orion Motorsport, because uh, it's um, Disbury. Now, something we need to say here, that, which is, I need, I need a bit of help, viewers. We need to hire someone here at, uh, at Hot Lap. And um, here's, the cr here's the criteria, and this is, this is a serious gig. We need someone to come and work with us who can do build websites, who's good with Dreamweaver, Photoshop, Illustrator, all those tools, has got some interest in the technologies, the sport. Got to have the interest in the sport. Can keep their mouth shut. That's oh, the most important thing because we can't have we can't have people talking about things that's going on. Yep. And as not to be a nine-to-fiver, if you're interested, well... I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't want to send emails, but uh, I'll notice that I must say thanks to, to Chris McClellan at V8 Central who's put a forum up about yes. Radio Hot Lap. Oh, really? Um, oh, thank you, Chris. I don't well, think I anyone's got anything positive to well, say. That's probably why I don't know it's there yet, then. <laughs> but why don't you have a look on v8central.com yeah. um, and you'll find that right down the bottom of the page, which we asked him to put it, right down the bottom there, there's a, a forum there. <laughs> if you think you... Well, you know how to get a hold of us. Get a hold of us at uh, support at hotlap.com.au or search around the websites and you'll find the details. But it's a genuine offer. We need to find someone. Yes, they'll come to some events. Mostly they'll do other things. But that doesn't mean that they won't be interested or get uh, to meet a few interesting people. And certainly uh, if they have an interest in the sport, it's just that the current team, uh, Rails, 
busy on stuff, and and uh, the other couple of designers, Andrew and, and Nicholas, are very very busy. So yeah, uh, we need someone fresh. Okay, so if you're a young up and coming designer and uh, you've got a few spare, well, what are we talking? Probably 15 hours a week tops, depending on how the work goes. Exactly, just see yeah. how they go. You know, if they're studying, that's fine too. We could do that, but yeah. uh, we definitely like them. Know Flash? Yes. Photoshop, Illustrator. Obviously, if they live in Adelaide web and tools. close to Radio Hotline headquarters in Norwood, that would be a big bonus. And understanding Web 2.0 technologies. Can yes. they, if they could write, that's good. If you could take a photograph. Look, the more creative you are, the more we want to hear from you. But we don't need someone who's a code guru. A no. little bit of a, just a light overview will be fine, but mainly a design job. Okay. Well, mate, well, I so think now it's... we've finished uh, Radio Hotline employment services. <laughs> we might close the show. We might. And have them beefers. Have a nut. <laughs> a wasabi. Green-coated pea. Try and speak to you next week. I think we'll be speaking next week. Yeah, Because sort of I the season starts next week. We're, yeah, we're, we're back into it now. We're back next week, viewers. Okay, viewers. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night? Do they deserve that? Oh, probably not.